I'm Joe Lurie, and this is the Gram Sham Podcast Series on Kaya FM. This is the Gram Sham on Kaya. I'm Joe Lurie, and today we're talking about the youth perspective of the Gram Sham. I've got two of the youth. Would you call yourself the youth? <laughs> we're as young as we For feel. Now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to be to be the youth? Under 35, right? And you're both under 35. Yes, yes. till further notice. Two of the face of the youth. You both youth TV, were youth TV presenters. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've got Lumko Johnson and Jess Timms. Hello, everybody. What up? How else would you describe yourselves? You're not just ex-youth TV presenters. Shoot. Lumko, I think you should start for me. Well, I mean, the, the the descriptions would be so different because you're like Miss Head Girl. You're the, the overachiever and you've always been it. But I'm a bit you of a... You made fun of me for bringing lunch in a lunchbox the one time. Yes, at work when there's catering. <laughs> 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 I'm a bit of a rebel, um, out-of-the-box thinker, uh, and a bit of a, a funny guy who likes to laugh and chuckle and not take things too seriously. Jess? I think I would describe myself perhaps not, maybe I am a bit of an overachiever, like I don't know what it's like. And when I don't achieve, like I question my whole existence. But I think I'm a person who loves people. I love engaging with ordinary citizens and I would love to just help eliminate so many of the, so many of the obstacles that young people face on a daily basis. Because your biggest worry when you're young should be, how am I going to do this? Not where am I going to find the capacity to do it or the, the funding or the, yeah, let me not get all <laughs> political. Let me not do it. <laughs> so the two of you really do bring very different perspectives and you use Instagram and social media for very different purposes. I'm just going to put that out there. So if you look at your timelines, they look hella different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Lumco. Yes. Have you been stalking us, Joe? I follow you both. This is not, I mean, <laughs> is following stalking? Well, That's a good question. <laughs> it depends on your, your motive for following. I mean, I like you both and I worked with you both. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lumko, do you want to talk yes. about what you use? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not being funny, but like you're, you use it very socially. Like you use it... Um, Yours is very light-hearted and, like, use it very socially. And, Jess, you're very much like a youth activist. Yeah. So you're, like, a youth ambassador and you're a youth strategist and you use yours very responsibly. And, Lumka, I'm not saying that you don't <laughs> use yours responsibly, <laughs> but I think that you use yours more typically, yes. like how most youth use, your, use, use their Instagram. I think that's accurate, yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about it and you describe um, look, you've 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 touched on it a little bit. I, I like to sort of use my social media as a window into what's happening in my head, and in my headspace and my life at that time. So if it's a if it's a an image or a quote or a, in a caption, just to give a glimpse of um, where I am in that space. So <clears throat> the the ten thousand words that I can't put in a caption, I can sort of um, curate in a picture. And very often, I, I would hate to go into Instagram and be depressed by someone's problems and someone's mm. issues and all the stuff that we all go through. Um, I'm just not the kind of person who carries those on my sleeve. I'm not the kind of person who put that on my on my timeline either. Okay, Jess? It's funny because I went through my timeline, I think, yesterday, and I ended up 
deleting a lot of stuff from like my like when I first 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 joined Instagram because I don't know for some reason I felt those posts were a slice into my normal life and I think perhaps that is the difference between how uh how Lunko and I uh, post because there were pictures of like trips I took like long ago and all those things and I think for me now, I want my Instagram page to be things that I'm proud of, I guess. So it's moments that I think, you know what, here you did well. And then I post those things. Um, what I'm, 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 I'm trying to get to that space, I think, where Lumco is, you know, to mm. post exactly what's happening in my mind. But I think there's a, there's a term for my personality type, which is called like an INFJ where I have, I do have a perfection complex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yours is yeah. more curated. I'd say both of yours, you'd say, like, they're quite curated and that you're quite thoughtful about what you post. Yes. yes. It's not spontaneous. Okay, so I started the Graham Sham because I'm deeply worried about how dangerous the fakeness of Instagram has become for the youth. Have I just turned into, like, a paranoid 40-year-old or, like, do you think my fears are legitimate? Personally, Joe, no, I don't think so because you don't think I'm paranoid, or you don't think that I'm uh, <laughs> I'm legitimate in my in my fears. I think your fears are very legitimate. Um, although every every generation, when they when they look at the generation coming after them, they always get concerned. Like from the time of Madonna <laughs> and the eighties and the nineties, the previous generations always worried about the current generation. But with us, I mean, we're within that age group and I'm particularly concerned because young people use the images that they're seeing and think that perception is reality. And we, um, when we speak about good PR and all those things, we always say, yeah, create a good perception, perception, perception. But shouldn't reality be reality? And why is perception reality? Look, I think I agree with you. And I mean, two minds about... Um your concern, Joe, in that while we were trying to be authentic and realistic about how we are perceived and how we portray our lives publicly and on social media, <clears throat> I think platforms like Instagram also allow the opportunity to dream and to aspire. So it's kind of nice to post a picture of you in Paris, even though you could have bought that ticket on debt. It's kind of nice for you to, mm. to post a picture of your first car, regardless how you got it, or, you know, um, that office or the corner office dream. So mm. um, sometimes a stretch to do that might be a bit detrimental to the person. But I, I think Instagram, particularly as a, a, a social media platform, it's, it's I think it's, core value is the fact that <clears throat> it's pretty pictures of your pretty life, whether it's a dream life or your current life. Mm. Well, yeah, look, I, I mean, the things that you're describing are our current life, regardless of how, what it took to get there. I mean, that is your current life. Debt is a very real thing. I mean, I don't think we have to declare if I'm not, I'm not asking people to declare every cent that they spent on every single. I mean, I, I think that's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm not asking for yeah. an audit. Yeah. Um. But what is the line? Where's the line? Okay. What? Where's the line between truth telling and dream selling? Like, I, I don't think it's fair to ask people to show their wretch faces when they wake up <laughs> in the morning. I'm not asking yeah. for that. But like, where? Where's the line? What are we? <sighs> 
where's the unattainable, there's an unattainable lifestyle that we're selling to youth and debt is available to everyone. You can, credit is available to almost everyone in this country. I mean, it's, mm. everyone can actually go on the holiday and buy the car almost. Yeah. Um, but where, where does it become dangerous? Like, what is the, the point of danger for our youth in terms of, there is like this aspirational thing and then there's mm. this, we're selling them something they just absolutely cannot have and we're not telling them the truth about it. I think it, it, it sets in when, as a young person, you're trying to do so much to get to where you're trying to go. And then you look around you and you see this perception on Instagram that everyone else is getting it right and you're not. And you're not yeah. Yeah. So now you're sitting there like, no, but maybe if I create this impression that I'm getting it right, you know, I don't want... My posts don't look like their posts, you know. I'm posting about the struggle. You're posting about, A, you know, goals. or um, And you're living those goals. I'm posting about goals and I'm trying to get there. So we're all trying to catch up to each other. And what I think youth culture is not aware of is how obsessed we are with omnipresence. Mm -hmm. We want to be present everywhere where we are not. And I think maybe the line or seeing the line starts with you realizing that why am I not happy with where I am? Why do I mm. want to always see what other people are doing? Why do I need to be present everywhere else except where I am and accept that presence? Yeah. yeah. And the pressure to, to look successful than actually be successful because mm. there's, there's a lack of honesty within our generation where we, we don't tell each other that actually, geez, I'm actually seeing flames here. Yeah. And we, we're not completely honest about um, some of the struggles, just the day-to-day -day existence of trying to be a young person who, who's got big dreams and who wants to achieve things. And when you're unable to discern between um, what Jess looks like on a great day and what she looks like when she's really having a, a, like a terrible day, um, <clears throat> you, 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 you catch on to this image of her when she's well done and you assume that's her life every single day. All the time. And, then you, just, and that's yeah. what you're trying to catch up to and to live up to every single time. Do you think it's also there's a problem with this particular generation of instant gratification? They can't wait to be successful. So yeah. it's like they want they want it now. Yes. So it's like they'll do whatever it takes, even fake it. And they're not. And also it's being fed to them that it was easy to get it because no one's talking about the struggle of what it took to get there. So it's just this, this really vicious true. circle of, look at my nice life. Yes. Uh, my life is so nice all the time. And it was so easy to get. And it's being fed to a generation of, I want that and I want it right now. Yeah. yeah. Without having seen the 10,000 hours I put into getting this nice yeah. life. Yeah. And how, you know, not nice my life is 23 and a half hours of the day. <laughs> you mentioned something so interesting because I think about myself and when I post, when I'm going through the most like the absolute most chances are you know maybe i'll post some deep reflective thing but chances are i'm not going to post when i'm trying to figure things out i think you know if people did post when they were still in the process of trying to figure things out maybe that illusion wouldn't be so fake as much you mm. know if we posted during those times but then it points back to us and nobody wants to be honest about the fact that guys it's lit and it's hard it is hard mm. it's it's really hard it's i don't even want to talk to you about 2016 or 2018 i was following um the glow up challenge on twitter just yesterday and i realized um while people are saying 
Um, it actually isn't a club channel. We just have better phones. No one saw those pictures of you when you, it was in 2008 and your terrible hair. No one saw those pictures. No one saw the back Wait, clothes. what is the club and, challenge? So this is hashtag that's on. That's currently running on Twitter now where you, it's almost like a, um, a before and after of your life. Mm. So, But the pretty pictures. So with the filters and with the great light and with the megapixels versus back then when maybe you had like a terrible bob and you had like a unibrow. <clears throat> And just to, to touch on the point that you made about no one actually sharing your come up struggle, your come up story and your, your struggle stories. No one is sharing those pictures back then. They're only sharing them now. I think it's so sad that we're losing the come up stories, like the come up stories and the hustle. And it's so important. It's like such a important part of the story. And yeah. especially for so many of our role models and our celebrities in South Africa, it is such a big part of the landscape of like the story of the the South African celebrity because it wasn't easy and because so many of them had to break through and redefine what it was to be a celebrity in South Africa because there wasn't a big celebrity culture yeah. like there is now in so many of the genres especially in the music business genres were remade in South Africa and no one talks about their come up and it upsets me because I'm like but the success is amplified by the come up like you missing uh, like it, it actually makes your your success so much bigger that your struggle was so hard then again Joe there I look I'm not gonna lie when you're in the middle of the desert sometimes you yourself are not sure you're gonna get out of the <laughs> desert yeah so I guess there's although people are optimistic and perhaps they have faith and there's this determination that they're gonna do it when you're in that that phase where you really need a friend like a real friend to sit down and reassure you that your dreams are gonna come true when you're in that desert sometimes you feel completely alone and isolated mm. and Perhaps those thoughts are so sensitive that that's maybe that's I'm just I'm just being devil's advocate. And perhaps that's why people don't share those things. Because yeah. you just you're out here like, OK, when am I going to get my next breakthrough? Like, is it even going to happen at the time? It feels like quicksand. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so let's talk about social currency. OK, so Lumko, your your post for the Graham Sham spoke a lot about social currency. Yes. So maybe do you want to just remind us what you posted? Because it was I liked your, post. your post kicked off a lot of media attention. Yeah. Um, which I think that we all found partially offensive, mm. the amount of media attention around it, because it, it they sensationalized what you said quite a lot and picked out they they really they really didn't focus on the right thing of what yeah. you posted that did upset me as well and i had a very interesting conversation with my parents about it but that's a story for another day <laughs> so that's a whole different podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so here i was a couple of years ago um i was on a youth television show and i was on air daily m most of the time and i felt you know, I'm closer to my dream. I'm going to become really famous and I'm growing and I'm doing impressive work and I'm meeting really awesome people and I'm mingling in the right circles. And <clears throat> when, when, you're, when you enter a space like that, it's very easy to be caught up in your head and to be caught up in the conversations that you're having with those people that occupy that space. So one afternoon, um, a job pays me a huge chunk of money. At the time, it was 30,000 rands. And... I just got in my first car and I thought, 
Wow, and it came in on a Friday. What do you mean? <laughs> what in the middle of the month? <laughs> yeah. What? <That's> so dangerous. <laughs> so I called they up. Shouldn't pay people on Fridays yeah. in the middle of the month. In the middle of the month. No. So I called up a couple of friends. Like two friends of mine were available that afternoon, and we <laughs> splurged. I remember walking through Santon City. Buying things I didn't need. I remember sitting at restaurants and ordering things and sending them away. Um, that same night we went clubbing. Bottles were being sent to our table. It was lit. We went to the strip club. It was fire. <laughs> <laughs> then um, Monday morning, I had to um, <clears throat> I had to go to work, and I swiped my card at the petrol station, and the balance was twenty two rands from thirty thousand rands I had at four o'clock on Friday. Now. Um, there's there's a there's a 15 seconds of denial that you go through when you see the notification like no it can't be can't be there's a problem with the banking app there there must be something something wrong and then I did my pre-record which I was actually doing with you really and you didn't then, tell me no of course like like I was gonna tell you <laughs> I'm so offended right <laughs> then I got back Jace, into I my wouldn't car. tell you either <laughs> you're like Why? you really are the head this goal. is another <laughs> podcast this is another podcast for another day so I sat in my car in the parking lot and I went through my my bank statement on the internet and I thought wow 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 and I realized how irresponsible that was and it was really to be honest me buying myself um, this illusion that I've finally arrived and I finally, you know, I, I'm finally hanging out with these people in these particular spaces in these in, in these, oh. these fancy areas. That was thirty thousand rands worth of social currency you bought yeah. yourself. So you shared that on Youth Day, and it was a very impactful share yeah. because I think I think you're not the only person who's ever done that, and I think you were the only person who had the guts to share that story. Um, and as I said, the media caught onto that and it was a big headline story, you know, star blows money. Yeah. They didn't say that it Wait, happened. Really? Yeah. Yes, they made it sound like it happened like this yesterday. <laughs> and they didn't say that it had that he shared it as part of the Graham Sham and he shared it so as to Sheesh. as a as a warning to youth to not do something like that. It was something that he regrets, that it wasn't uh, something that's worth doing. And it's something that, you know, he he reflected upon as something that's, you know, like it's a, it was a cautionary tale. Yeah. And so in the same way, I think that Instagram is about social currency. So what do you think it means to have, in the real world, to have a lot of Instagram followers? I think it, it, it in your mind it makes you feel like you know a lot of people know you and a lot of people like you. I think it buys you some level of confidence and um you feel uh, you feel included in 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 some fake little bubble of um this world of um pretty people with pretty lives so it's social currency yes, so it's the same yes. as going and blowing thirty thousand yes, rand it's, absolutely. so which is why probably people buy instagram followers yes. Yeah, that that I never understood because those times when Instagram comes with the cleanup and they just like clean up people's they call the, the, <laughs> you just see people's followings go from like fifteen k <laughs> to like five, and you're like, wait, wait, what just happened? So what pressure does a lot of followers bring you? Like, what pressure does it does that bring around the content you post? Does it make you very thoughtful? Like. You know, now you have a big audience of people that are watching your your posts. Like, does it make you more thoughtful about what you post? 
it, it can add a bit of anxiety because if because depending on the content of your your page and you know it, what what you like to post on it, it it's it, the reach does have an effect on what kind of stuff you put out there. I know I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and she was saying um she was with her cousins and they insist on and she's she's on television and they insist on taking pictures of her because um and then she must post the picture and tag the cousins because then that's going to increase their followers. And then there was this joke that there's certain friends that you have to post with because, you know, then you'll get instantly like a hundred people wow. who will follow you back. And so there's, there's genuinely, people like to act like they don't think about things like that. <clears throat> they don't like to think about followers or, or likes. Um, when in actual fact, I don't think you post a picture on Instagram for, you, for the sake of posting it. The likes play a huge role in it. And the more followers you have, then perhaps the more likes you're more li- more likely to get. Yeah. For me, I think the space I'm wary of is not necessarily Instagram because Instagram has a bit of control. My, the place where I'm hella scared sometimes to post is, is on Twitter because yeah. people... I've realized on Twitter, people are looking for the wrong thing. Yeah. They're reading what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And if what you're saying is completely safe, ah, next post. But if they find something with just that tinge of... They savage. Hey, how how can I read between the lines of this post and find something? So I think there's the space where definitely it's a bit bit intimidating Yeah, because people will troll you. Yeah. So do you ever feel like you're competing with anyone else on Instagram? That's wow. a very interesting question. Come on, be honest. Mm, for, look, I think, and I promise this is not a head girl answer. I promise. <laughs> Jace, I promise Jace, it's not her a head posture's girl. posture's about to change. She's about to take the head girl posture. <laughs> Ladies you and gentlemen. You can be happy my head's not in a bun. Like, that was just a certain even uh, more. But I've, I've had to deal with myself on this. I've really had to deal with myself because sometimes... You know, you look through people's Instagram. Oh, there's this lady. What's her name? Kifilwe. Yes. Oh, yes. <gasps> you know, they, I, I will admit, one day I looked at her timeline. Then I looked at mine. Then I looked at hers. Then I looked at hers again. And I was like, how does a person make their whole profile look like a magazine? Because like, she's yeah. an, she is what they call a bad bad. Mm. I know, but it's so <laughs> tempting. Like, she's a bad bad. <laughs> you Not just everyone wanna, like, can be a bad bad. There are only a handful of bad bads. And you ask yourself like, okay, do, do these people have like a professional photographer following them around every yes. day? Because you can't get that with your phone. Are, or your okay, phone. so there's stills by Tom. Yes. There is Austin. <laughs> yeah, there's Blacksmith. Yes. Bad Bats. <laughs> we all know these photographers. Bad Bats like, have photographers. Yes. You are not a bad bad. I'm not a bad bad. Oh, You're not man. a bad bad. <laughs> Look, I don't think I compete, but I definitely you know, um, compare a lot. And, and, and um, I can look at my profile and then look at someone else's. And because um, you know how some people will post like three pictures in a row. In just in that sequence and how the, the, the tile on Instagram is placed. So there's certain things that they do to, to curate the pictures, um, certain colors that they use, um, a color palette they'll use. So Yeah, they'll have like themes like purple this yes. week and then next week it's red yes, yes, and then next week it's black. So I, <clears throat> I, 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 in, on, on that level, on, the, on that really surface and shadow level, I, I, I do compare my, my, my page to other people. Did it not feel like the whole world was at Beyonce concerts this year? I mean, you didn't feel a little bit like you weren't living your best life because you weren't the, on the mm. run tour. 
Like, on the run too. There are levels where you literally mm. just bow your head, clap and be like, wow, God is good for those people. That's great. And yes, I feel like this year, I just kept seeing people's like, you know, shots of beer. Who did I see yesterday? Uh, Vista. Vista. Yes. Oh, so you know, I saw that and I just like swallowed like my pride and I was like, nah, there are levels to this thing. And if you can afford that, that's great. And yes, we are all looking at you and we're all wondering how did you get there? You're better people than I am. I, I like I have fully admitted to the fact that July was tough for me on Instagram. Everyone was in Europe. And yeah. like I... I struggled this year because I was meant to go to Greece this year. I had to cancel my trip because it was just a tough year. I couldn't afford to go this year. I was in Greece last year. So July for me on Instagram was tough. It felt like the perception for me was that everybody in the whole world was in Europe. And it's not true. That's the truth. It's like there's maybe 10 people on your whole timeline that are in Europe. And you're scrolling through and it's like... It's it feels that way, and I was like, oh, "Shame, girl, you really need to like, <laughs> you need to pull yourself together because you have really big jealousy issues right now." So sometimes you have to step back because, like, you do you you compare your life to other people, and you 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 use it as like a um, a, a measuring tool, and it's like you are you know you are not doing well in life at the moment, like you are. Your life is not where it should be. You can't afford to be in Europe right now. Like, yeah. shame. But to a large extent, I, I question, you know, um, and, and this is an existential question. I question whether human beings were made to live in a state of comparison every single day. And I really think the answer is no. You know, if you look at the generations and the centuries like before us, with them, if you <coughs> broke up with your boyfriend today, you're not going to go onto a platform and see everybody else's lives. You'd probably just have to sit there and deal with your own stuff. If you lost your job or something that day, there would be no place for you to go on and see what your friends' lives are going, uh, what's happening in your friends' lives or what's happening in celebrities' <coughs> lives. We've come into such close proximity with so many different places to compare ourselves that it creates this very deep dark place within all of us and yeah. it's it, it gets to a point where you have to i think at times like i just shut instagram off sometimes because mm. it gets a lot and i think as millennials i mean we've got so much access to, millennials. To, <laughs> to various apps and um and and, and 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 platforms and just things we can occupy that gives us access to other people's lives so even if you don't know what's going on in someone else's life and you know exactly what's going on in yours and how messed up yours may seem at that time you can quickly pop into joanne's timeline and make assumptions just based yeah, on the pictures yeah. that she's drawing but I keep saying this, to compare is to despair because you will always only get a glimpse into someone else's life. Okay, so in closing, I want um, you to share a message to the youth. What you think, how you think you can inspire them to know that they're enough and they shouldn't be looking at just pretty pictures and one frame of people's lives and, you know, thinking that they're not achieving or they're uh, not where they should be. How should we be reminding our youth that they are enough, that where they are in life is where they should be in life right now and doesn't mean that that's where they will end up, that there is time for them to come up and turn things around and be where they should be in the future? It's tricky for me because I'm still trying to find that level of enough. Because um, you are still a youth. 
and <laughs> you you are not a grown up yet. And when you grow up, you can be Beyonce. Now. Right. Beyonce was a youth one day too. Oh. <laughs> I just want the answers now. Beyonce's so. a bad example. She's a Please bad bad. <laughs> hey, hey. She has a Stills by Tom and Austin Malem. She has all of them. She's a bad bad. No, but you know what makes me sorry before you get into your oh philosophical. Gosh, now we're gonna go <laughs> sorry, guys. Like I just think Beyonce, the one thing I don't what took me long to because I love her, but then I asked myself, why doesn't she share her weakness? With us, and I guess she did with Lemonade. Oh, she has. I guess she did, and she has. But more than just with Lemonade, she just has this way of making you know perfection look attainable. And sometimes I struggle with it. But I guess this is a podcast for another day. And I was thankful when she came out with that album to explain just the fact that she goes through what every other woman had gone through. You know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Article. Oh, now you, if you're looking for receipts on Beyonce, you're going to get them from Lumpa Johnson. Okay, you will get a whole biography of Beyonce. We have now gone down a rabbit hole that we yeah. will not to get out of. I'm going to draw us back. Okay, so I'm still trying to find um, my level of enough. I'm still trying to figure out what is enough and when, when am I ever content with um, the point of now. So I suppose it's important for young people and, you know, my peers to know that we all go through that. We all... We, we all judge ourselves and judge our lives and <clears throat> measure ourselves against, you know, unattainable um, levels and then come back and beat ourselves up for it. I think it's completely normal. But I think it's important to realize that there isn't a, the, you haven't reached the full stop yet. So while you're still breathing and your eyes are still open, you're still getting up every morning, you still have the opportunity to keep, to keep climbing and, and striving as difficult as it may be. Yeah, I think I would just say to them, I guess I'd bring up that whole point about omnipresence. That that kind of existence, we need to measure. How much of yourself do you need to plug in to other people to find out who you are? So mm-hmm. when you think it's time to disconnect, disconnect. Like delete your Instagram or delete your Facebook or whatever it is. Not Not the account, but just the... Um, maybe just the app from your Mm -hmm. phone. You can do it for a week and allow yourself to just be focused on where you are right now. Look around you, okay? I am in my office. I'm in my cubicle. This is my life. Okay, where am I trying to get to? What do I want? And what are the steps that I can take to get there? And when you're ready to come back, you know, come back. Take as long off as you need. The world, I think we're afraid that the world will forget us if we just completely plug out. But if to plug, if to find yourself means you need to plug out for a bit, then really that's not a very heavy price to pay. So I would just say we've all been through it. Everybody has a tough year and has a tough time. Yes. But your journey is your own and comparison really will steal your joy. You've heard it from the mouths of millennials. That's it for the Graham Sham <laughs> for today. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. Thank Absolute you, Joe. pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gram Sham Podcast Series with me, Joe Lurie.